The following is a hoop bowl presentation. Hoop ballers, what's going on, guys? We're back. It's Friday. I'm Ira. You're probably not expecting it because I'm never on on Fridays, but I'm filling in for my main man, Josh Millman. We got a great show for you today. I'm joined alongside Devin Ellington as usual. Devin, what's up, man? How you doing this Friday? Hey, Ira. Hoopy Valentine's Day. Oh, man. That's that was, right. That was so cute. Thanks for that. I right did back, that. Right back at you, buddy. <laughs> Right back at you. But, uh, yeah, we got, a, we got an interesting show today. We don't have too much NBA to talk about because it's the All-Star Weekend. We're going to get into a little uh, All-Star competition, some odds and some maybe some leans as to who we would take, uh, some long shots, things like that. Maybe talk a little NHL, some college basketball. And we have a couple questions from the listeners on Twitter, so we'll get into that as well. Before we do, as always, just want to shout out our sponsors over at mybookie.ag. They got everything from the NBA to the Premier League. They've got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. You can even pull the bets that Devin and I give you on every single podcast and parlay them. Put them together for a parlay for an even bigger payout. MyBookie's got more lines and better odds for the player than any other sportsbook around. And if you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you got to do is use our promo code today. That's T-O-D-A-Y to activate the offer. Once again, the promo code is today to get your extra cash from my bookie. All right, Devin, let's bet, win, and get paid. What do we got up first in the All-Star weekend here? All right, so... Starting off, um, you know, everything takes place tomorrow, but we've got um, the dunk competition, or I'm sorry, the skills competition will be the first thing on the slate. We've got a pretty cool uh, field of players, uh, if you ask me. Um, we got some big guys, some returning champs. Um, so I'll just kind of run through the odds here um, as soon as my computer decides to load them. But I know for a fact that um, Pascal Siakam's in this. Um, then we're also going to have Spencer Dinwiddie, who won the competition last year. Shai Gilgers Alexander's in the competition. And uh, the uh, premise here is what I've seen in the past. Since uh, 2016, two players with uh, the worst odds have actually won this competition. Carl Anthony Towns and then Spencer Dinwiddie last year. And then 2016, Porzingis won this competition with the second worst odds. And last year, Din, uh, I'm sorry, Jason Tatum uh, was a winner last year. He won with the fifth worst odds. So there's some value to be had with um, some guys that aren't the spot on favorites. And I think that's pretty important to keep an eye on because. There are some guys like uh, Pascal Siakam at plus 500 that I really like. And, uh, you know, he's actually probably my favorite bet on this. All right, so I've got the competition uh, participants here now. Uh, Chris Middleton at plus 400. Patrick Beverly 
Zabit at plus 600. Jason Tatum's plus 475. Spencer Dinwiddie's the favorite at plus 375. Then you have Shai Gilgis Alexander and Pascal Siakam both at plus 500. Domitus Sabonis at plus 800. And Bam Adebayo at plus 1100, which his odds are so bad, or I guess good, whichever way you want to look at it. But the guy has only attempted like 11 threes on the year, and he's made one. And we all know that to win head-to-head, you have to hit that three at the end of the course. So with this being said, I really like uh, Pascal Siakam because he has hit a a career-high clip from the three this year. Big men have a capability to win this competition and have done it recently. Um, And, you know, I don't think that there's going to be a back-to-back winner. It's not very common. So I like the plus money of Pascal Siakam. I think he offers the most out of these guys. But it's a big field, so I'm not sure if you have someone that you're confident in or not. Yeah, I really like – I do like your take with Siakam. Another person I keep an eye on, a dark horse of mine that I might put a little pizza money on, is Sabonis. Uh, Mm -hmm. Sabonis, we all know the NBA Skills Challenge is all about fundamentals. He is a very fundamentally sound basketball player. He can definitely hit that three-pointer at the end. Um, but yeah, that's, that, that's who I would kind of take a shot in the dark with here is a bonus at eight to one. Uh, he's obviously a long shot for a reason, but if you wanted a long shot bet, I think eight to one on Sabonis is not a bad play here. Yeah, I actually like that one as well. I think it's probably just cause I have a little bit of personal, like, like for the player. Um, I enjoy Valentine. Uh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just really fun to watch. He's, um, you know, and then his dad played in the league, obviously, and it's just kind of one of those, I guess, heartfelt stories. You know, I just like his game. He's he's smooth and a great defender, uh, tenacious rebounder. So, yeah, he's great. Well, let's uh, transition over to the dunk competition. This is a little bit smaller of a pool, and. Um, you know, we have defending champs. We have, you know, the Buffalo Bills of the dunk competition, if you will, with Aaron Gordon. We have first-timers. So, yeah, Aaron Gordon and Derrick Jones Jr. are both your top-end favorites. Derrick Jones Jr. is at 135, plus 135. Aaron Gordon's at plus 150. Both have had second-place finishes. We all remember Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine's battle from 2017. That was a great competition. Sure was. Um, sure and was. then we have Pat Connaughton at plus 400. Dark horse here, in my opinion. Uh, Mr. 44-inch vertical. Um, with You know, it ties him with the likes of Shannon Brown and Andrew Wiggins um, in the NBA Combine. He posted the highest uh, vertical leap in uh, 2015's Combine. Uh, and then Dwight Howard, the return champ. Um he is old, so I don't know if he has enough springs in his legs left with these uh, younger guys, but he does have creativity. Um, he has that flash in the style points. We all know he uh, can pull some stops out and maybe get an extra creativity point or two. But um, I think it's honestly going to come down to the two uh, heavier favorites, Aaron Gordon and Derrick Jones Jr. Um, Aaron Gordon announced this will be his last dunk competition, so maybe he'll have a little extra motivation. 
Yeah, I like the odds on favorite here in Aaron Gordon. Aaron Aaron Gordon, not Eric Gordon. Um, that's who I would probably play in this one. I feel like he is he's got probably the most spring in his step. Uh, he's probably hungry to win it because he, uh, as we know, he did not uh, win it when he played against Zach Levine. And uh, yeah, I think I think he would probably be my my pick here in the dunk competition to win it. Uh, I don't really see any dark horse competing in this one. So out of the four guys, I really like Gordon. Yeah, I agree with you 100 percent on that. Now to go to probably, you know, it switches every year between the dunk competition and the three point competition. What's the more uh, exciting one? But this three point uh, competition field is pretty loaded. Yeah, Trey Young, Buddy Hill, Zach Levine, Duncan Robinson, Vonta Graham, Devin Booker's now filling in for uh, Dame. And you have Davis Botons and Joe Harris, which Joe Harris won last year. And just to run through the odds real quick, we got plus 400 for Trey Young, so he's the odds on favorite. Plus 450 for Davis Botons, uh, who's shooting like 44% from the three point line this year. Um, Joe Harris. Uh, plus 475 is that uh, uh, returning champion from last year. Buddy Heald's at plus 500. Um, I'm sorry, I'm going to backtrack here. Uh, Duncan Robinson's plus 400. And then uh, Devin Booker's plus 550. And then you've got plus 1,000 for both Devonta Graham and Zach Levine. And, you know, just a uh, little bit of uh, tidbit of information, I um, – Man, it's hard not to pick Duncan Robinson here. He actually um, is one of the best three-point shooters percentage-wise in the NBA. Um, Actually, he has the field's highest three-point percentage at 43.8%, and the second most makes at 191. Um, And what I really like as far as being comfortable in picking him in this competition is – He's going to be comfortable from grabbing from the rack and firing because 156 of his 191 threes have come without a single dribble. So he's a catch-and-shoot kind of guy. Um, you know, Spolster dubbed him as the best shooter, on, one of the best shooters on the planet uh, in this offseason. So it's uh, pretty, pretty uh, high praise coming from his coach. One thing I'll say um, is there has not been a back-to-back winner since 2007, 2008, when Jason Capono did it. Throwback right there. I forgot Jason about Capono. that name. Capono. Yeah. <laughs> UCLA, right? Yes. Uh, I think he played with the Charlotte Hornets at that time, or the Warriors, one of the two. I can't remember. But that was a long time ago. I was, I was a little guy. Um, yeah, so uh, another guy I really like is Buddy Heal. Most uh, – Three-point attempts behind Harden and Lillard in the NBA this year. Um, He's quick to the uh, bucket with his shoulders. Like, his release is really quick. And uh, conversely, Zach Levine is a jumper. Like, he has to jump to get to his shot. So, I think he's going to take a lot of time. One thing we need to point out is that there's those two deep-range threes now, the the green balls that they're going to have. I guess it's uh, four or six feet behind the three-point line. Um, and those are going to be worth four points. I think it's six feet behind the three-point line, and it's worth four points. So a little change in the uh, scheme of things. But give me um, Buddy Heald to win. 
Um, Duncan Robinson as a close second. Uh, I, li- I like the plus 500 versus the plus 400 for Buddy Hill. Yeah, I, yeah, my my pick here is going to be a little out of uh, out of left field. Um, I'm going to go with ten to one on Zach Levine, yeah. and I just think he's playing out of his mind right now. I watched him the other night; he's just in a zone from three point line, uh, from three point land. And uh, I mean, listen, he's obviously a ten to one underdog for a reason, but I'm going to go ahead and take a shot here with Zach at ten to one. And uh, hopefully the moment is just too big for Duncan Robinson and Buddy Heald. We all know how much lo- how much Zach Levine loves the big stage. He loves uh, he loves uh, the spotlight. So give me Zach Levine at ten to one. Not to mention he's repping the hometown. Mm-hmm. Uh, so got a bowl in the whole uh, Chicago All Star festivities. Absolutely. So yeah, Zach Levine ten to one. Uh, let's let's get it, baby. Yeah. I think this will be one of the more exciting three-point competitions we've had in recent years. I mean, just the names on it. We got some really diverse styles as far as shooting goes. Um, Some really awesome skill sets here. I like Devin Booker getting thrown in there at the last minute, too. Um, I've seen a video on Twitter of him just knocking down, uh, I think it was 44 straight threes in practice. And it's just so fluid and crisp. So if you want another dart to throw, um, I mean, I, if you want to hedge between Buddy Hill, Devin Booker, Duncan Robinson, and Zach Levine, um, you're not going to go wrong hedging those four guys, I think. I have a very strong confidence in that one of those four guys can win the thing. So, Absolutely. All right. So – like you mentioned, we did have some uh, folks out there on Twitter that wanted to connect with us as far as some questions. There are some questions that I was reading last night and really appreciative of, and I wanted to uh, extend them out to you because uh, there's a couple that when they asked them, it kind of made me think of you, uh, just because uh, you, you're, you're a big time numbers guy. You know, you, you're good at live betting. Um, so there's some of these that I want to toss to you and kind of get your opinion on if that's all right. Yeah, absolutely. Just fire away. All right. So, uh, this handle is my guy knows a guy and, uh, he asked, um, how NBA betting has changed since live betting has become so popular and what are some of the unique opportunities that live betting presents? Yeah, so you've heard about me. You've heard me talk about it before regarding live betting, and generally, my strategy is to uh, to give to really attack those live uh, games when I really like something pre-flop. Um, you know, I might, you know, I give out my pre-flop picks just because I, I think those are, you know, there's some value on those numbers. But generally, I'm looking to make most of my money on the live betting scene, um, so that's why it's important to follow us on Twitter as well. Um, I, I give out my live, uh, my live picks during the game. If you follow along, I'm at Iris Silver Magic. Devin's at D-A-L-E-007, and we are at Hoopball Gaming, so watch out for those as well. But I think the live betting really um, allows you to, you know, from a number standpoint, really get the best of it, right? If you're able to take a team that you really liked – at a certain number prior to the game and now they started slow um, or they, you know, they had a few turnovers uh, in the first quarter and, or they're 
0 for 8 from the three-point line, and we know that that won't continue. Oh, we don't, we don't know that, but we, we hope that that won't continue throughout the game. We'll go ahead and generally take them uh, with a better number during the game live. So let's say there was a team that was a favorite by four points. They're down, you know, let's say 12 points going in the second quarter. Now you can get that team at plus three. I mean, it's a huge differential in terms of your pre-flop bet and your live bet. And basketball is a game of runs, especially if there's a lot of time left in the game. Uh, so I really like to attack those live betting numbers. I, I, I'm not looking to lay more than 120 on juice, though. So if you can find something where it's like, you know, a, a four or five, six-point swing – and um, there's value, and they're a pretty decent team. And, you know, like I said, basketball is a game of runs, and you're laying less than 115. I don't think it's a terrible opportunity to get involved in that and, and take a shot. Yeah, you know, that's um, some good stuff there. I have actually relied on you a good amount for live betting. Um, you know, we've all talked about, or mostly I've talked about it, but, you know, I bartend at night, so if I get a chance at work and I can whip my phone out and, like, check Twitter and see what you're thinking as far as uh, some live lines, that helps me out um, just because I trust your process in it and I know what you're looking for. And, um, you know, I really, really enjoy live betting if I'm able to sit there and just have one or two games on at the same time and just look for those trends, like you said. Look for those opportunities to jump on. Um, you've said it a many a times now where it's uh, with the team, for example, the Chicago Bulls, we've done it a few times with them, where pre-flop, they're probably 11-point dogs, but if they get out to, like, a real large deficit, then that number is going to inflate all the way to, like, 14, 15, 16. And so if you're already feeling good about the points that you're getting before the start of the game, just going ahead and doubling up on a even bigger number is never a, a bad thing, especially if uh, the game is being played a certain way. Yeah, exactly. So. And there's certain teams that, you know, the live betting definitely is something that I'm looking for, like the Bulls, um, you know, like a heavy favorite, like the Jazz, let's say if they're laying eight and now they're down by 10 in the first quarter and now you can get them at plus two or mm -hmm. something like that or pick them at even money. You know, you know, it all comes down to can the team that you're relying on come back and make that run, right? And in basketball, like I said before, we all know that basketball is such a game of runs and no lead is safe. So, you know, it's just you see it all the time. People, teams, teams blowing 15-point leads and things like that. But I really, like the, I really like the live angle more so than the pre-flop angle. Yeah. Now, this other one from Raymond Wynn, um, uh, handle is Rainmaker21, um, and he uh, was asking about models specifically. So, of course, you popped into my head because you have a very specific, uh, successful numbers-driven model, and you've explained it to me a little off-air. And um, so he wanted to know, he said, how do you guys create your models, and how do you tweak them mid-season? And I know you were looking at doing an episode or a show here um, here relatively soon with a close friend of yours, and you're more of a numbers guy than I am. I rely a lot on, you know, research. I look at trends, and I use a lot of more, like, in the heat of the moment, you know, just trends, the way teams are playing, um, what I feel in my heart and my gut as far as the knowledge that I have on the sport. 
versus just models and uh, punching stuff in because it, let's be frank, I suck at math. I'm from the Midwest. We don't do it that great. <laughs> so uh, I figured I'd hand this one off to you as well because uh, we were looking at, uh, you were looking at maybe doing uh, an episode based around this and I love this. So Yeah. So I think we're going to do an episode next couple of days, uh, maybe tomorrow or Sunday and then release it Monday um, or Sunday. I'm not really sure when it's going to come out, but basically, uh, you know, I have a friend of mine, we've been working on models together for a long time. And, um, you know, it's really important to, when you build your model, you know, we'll get more into it on the, on the episode, but when you build your model, really take all the data that you can pinpoint, you know, take those, take those points, um, and, and kind of dissect that information and analyze that information. And, you know, but at the end of the day, you got to always be working on the model. It's not good enough to just say, Oh, I have a model. I just built it a uh, preseason or after a month of the NBA, you always got to be tweaking it because teams change rosters change, can, you know, lineup, uh, lineups, rotations, you know, things like that. They, they change quite often, especially around the trade deadline. So right now, like you said, like the, uh, the trade deadline has really changed a lot of rosters and a lot of configurations. So it's important to take, you know, maybe a five game sample size, and then you want to go ahead and tweak the model, update that for each team. But yeah, we'll, we'll get into it more on the show with my buddy. He's going to come on and we'll talk more about it. Uh, he's a really close friend of mine and, and we work on the models together. So he'll, he'll definitely give some insight as to, as to that. But yeah, I think it's really important to always be working on it and always be tweaking the model because you don't want to just, you don't want to just say, Hey, I got this model and you're not making any changes because things change all the time. Things are always evolving injuries, you know, trades, rotations, et cetera. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to that show as well. Um, I'm always looking to gain bit, bits of knowledge and insight on, you know, what goes into this industry because you know we're all always still learning you know it's not just um there's one side to it or one angle to take um i i feel like um you know it's just like anything else in life you just you need to learn to tackle it and be able to approach it in different manners so um so this next question next question is from blake lawatch he's been uh wondering a little bit lately as far as what is more important to us as betters? Um, knowing everything about a sport and nothing about gambling or everything about gambling and nothing about a sport, which is more important when it comes to winning bets. And like I prefaced a little earlier, for me, I really like to um, dig into the sport because that's where my love first started with you know gambling was – realizing that gambling gave me another avenue of breaking down the game in a sport that I loved even further um, in a different level as far as a different set of numbers. I love stats. I love um, looking at uh, the way certain teams match up with each other, how they shoot from the mid-range perspective, and how the team that they're playing defends the mid-range, and just all sorts of just uh, – I like the numbers without having to crunch the numbers, if that makes any sense. I love just digging into the game itself. So for me, I think both of those are important because I take both of them into account. Now, I'm not sure how you feel, Ira, but that's uh, that's pretty much it for me on that. 
So it's a really good question and a really interesting question. And we could probably talk about this for a long time, but um, you know, I grew up playing basketball, so I definitely have a very good feel for the game. I've coached, um, you know, uh, younger kids in my twenties. Uh, um, so I definitely have a feel for how the game is played and how the game is supposed to be played and how the game is, uh, you know, one on both on offensive and defensive side of the ball. But, um, you know, to answer the question in the most simplest way I can, you know, sometimes when you are, I think it's important to have both and integrate both, right? I really think it is important to understand the sport. You don't want to be just gambling on a sport. You really don't know nothing. You really don't know anything about, um, you know, for me, I like to watch sports. So I'm, I'm up to date on football, basketball, NBA, uh, tennis now, uh, golf as well. You know, I'll dive into, to, to, soccer but you know you know i i would say that most of my betting comes in a sport that i know um that way i can really uh not only dissect the numbers from the model standpoint but also have a feel and give it an eye test right so i can kind of see who's playing how they're playing you know what team can i overall say is better and 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 kind of have that internal dialogue with myself and i say that team is 6 points better or that team is you know uh just a better team i don't care that the numbers say that the other team is a favorite you know like <clears throat> excuse me but yeah i think that it's important to integrate both aspects when you're looking at um gambling on a sport you really want to know uh, what gambling is all about, the juice, uh, the money line, the over-unders, uh, live bets, derivatives, but also at the same time, you really got to know the sport. Like I'm not betting on cricket, you know, I don't know anything about cricket. I barely bet on soccer because I don't know too much about it, but you know, I definitely uh, will, if I'm going to make a bet, I'm definitely going to study the tape and I'm going to look at it like the other night when I gave out the women's tennis bench at minus 150, like that wasn't necessarily because I know tennis, but it happens to be that I had watched the match of her opponent the day before. And I really thought that she had no chance. Like I was like, Oh wow. She didn't win that match yesterday. The other opponent beat herself. So mm -hmm. for me, I was kind of looking at it from an, from that angle. Like I didn't think that the opponent was playing really good tennis. I, I, and I do know Benchik, Benchik as a very good tennis player. I've watched her before, and I just thought that there was no chance that uh, – I, I, I'm going to butcher her name, but Kunitsova or whatever, you know, however you pronounce her name, had no chance against her. So that's why I gave out Benchik and it turned out to be right. It was a close match, but it turns out that Benchik ended up winning the game. But again – you really got to integrate both in your, in your analysis and your love for the game. So I'm going to say, if you're going to start betting on NHL, try to absorb as much information and watch as many games as possible and try to learn the players. Like last night I gave out the blues at plus plus one fifteen, plus one twenty. you know, and, and uh, the reason was because not because I think the blues are, are great. I mean, they are a very, very good team, but so is Vegas and I'm very high on Vegas. The problem is, is that, he had Subban in goal for the Vegas Golden Knights last night, and he can't stop a beach ball. So, um, <laughs> turns out I was wrong. Vegas ends up winning an overtime six to five, but it was just one of those games where uh, St. Louis should have won that game. They got outshot like forty something to twenty something, and Subban couldn't save a, a puck for his life, but didn't get too many chances. Vegas did a good job at limiting the amount of chances. Um, but like I said, you really got to know your, your personnel and both uh, the gambling side as well. 
Yeah, and to piggyback on that a little bit, I um, definitely am more comfortable betting on stuff that I'm able to uh, submerge myself into. You know, we all know how much I love college basketball, so the fact that I get to watch a ton of it, um, I love reading about it, breaking it down. Um, you know, it's just something that brings me joy. Um, you know, last night I didn't really do a whole bunch of digging on the Washington State UCLA game, but I wanted some late action as I was getting off of work. So I had a quick break. I popped open my um, uh, phone and, uh, you know, I saw that UCLA was favored by, I think it was five and a half or six or, or something. No, it was bigger. It was bigger. It was, it was, like seven, and seven, a half, it was right? seven to eight points. Yeah, yeah. And I, I also that. had the same thought. I was like, how's UCLA favored exactly. by this many points? They're awful. And, you know, Washington State's been playing pretty well, uh, pretty good lately. You know, they've been competing with some of those tougher Pac-12 teams. UCLA, I think they had, like, a really good quality win last week, so I think that's why the line got inflated. But from what I've seen from both of those teams, personally, what I've been able to digest and see and read upon, um, I knew that Washington State was not going to lose by, you know, eight points or whatever it was. So um, without a whole lot of uh, doubt, I just went ahead and just punched that in um, and locked it in real quickly because, you know, it's just, again, it's something I'm comfortable with, kind of how you are with hockey. And, um, you know, when college football's in season, you know, it's a little bit of the same. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely matters as far as both sides. You, you've got to be comfortable and knowledgeable uh, to, in a sense, on both ends of the spectrum for sure. But, yeah, really great question. I love the feedback that the guys are giving us here on Twitter. Um, some really neat stuff to consider and um, – definitely uh, rack our brain over so yeah any uh any college basketball today you want to dive into real quick give out some plays yeah so good transition um so we all know how i feel about yale i love them they're fun to watch (laughs) they're one of the more efficient teams in the country um friday night ivy league action yale is going up against princeton and this line has already gotten bought down a little bit. So it opened at four and a half last night. It's at four right now. Um, I'm seeing three and a half. Three and a half. Man, it's jumped. All right. Well, why is that? Um, I mean, is someone hurt for Yale? Or? Not that I'm uh, under of understanding of. Um, no, I, I think uh, everyone's in. Nonetheless, Yale is uh, top five in the country as far as efficiency and against the spread. Um, They have a solid defense. They're one of the only teams in the Ivy League that has a significantly uh, higher win percentage in uh, both home and road games. They're 12-1 at home, if I'm not mistaken, and they've only got a couple losses on the road this year. Um, So they're uh, trying to win this Ivy League, and I've talked about it in the past how um, I think this team can get in there to the tournament, win a uh, game in the first weekend or the first round. Uh, you know, this is one of my favorite teams I've been watching all year. Um, they beat Clemson. They went toe-to-toe with North Carolina, which, you know, they're middle to the bottom of the ACC this year. But, you know, it's still um, light years between the conference, you know, uh, from the Ivy League to the ACC as far as competition, talent, recruiting, coaching. 
So um, and the fact that they've beaten some really other really good mid-major teams. Um, so give me Yale. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and lay those three and a half, four points. And, um, and it wouldn't be me talking about college basketball if I didn't discuss a little bit of the action. All right. So uh, Akron at Central Michigan tonight. Um, it's looking like um, Akron is going to be a another three-and-a-half-point favorite here. So Akron is one of the more efficient teams in the country right now. Um, they're ranked 53rd in all of uh, college basketball for offensive efficiency. And one thing that's sticking out very mightily here for me is the fact that Central Michigan on defense is – the 326 strength team as far as opposing field goal percentage goes, 351st and three-point field goal percentage, and 303rd in mid-range field goal percentage. And conversely and respectively so, Akron's numbers on the offensive side go 107, 15 on the three-point uh, percentage, and 43rd in mid-range percentage. So I really like uh, that sticking out for a consistent, um, fundamentally sound uh, Akron team. Um, you know, they're going to be able to get closer to the basket. They're going to be able to do what they're comfortable with doing and shooting threes and making a heavy percentage of those. Um, so, yeah, this is a uh, really nice matchup here as far as a divisional game. But uh, Akron, um, you know, I was reading an article about them last night as being um, – you know, a bubble team or a team uh, poised to uh, take down a giant in the uh, college tournament this year. So I look for them to get the win, keep that momentum rolling, and uh, look for these guys in March also. Love it. Any other thoughts on college basketball today? I haven't really taken a dive into the slate yet. Um, not a heavy, heavy dosage, but um, I do like Monmouth versus Canisius some uh, Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference action. Uh, Monmouth is going on the road. Um, they're actually getting points, which they've been the favorite a lot in this conference play. It's not a big conference, obviously, but Monmouth is a team that I've really liked betting for. Um, they're pretty uh, solid against the spread. And what I've noticed with this conference is you just you need to learn to take the uh, underdog with a uh, slight point advantage. That's how this conference has been playing. They've just been throwing rocks at each other all year, uh, beating up on each other. So Monmouth getting a point and a half, I like that um, against Canisius. Nice, nice. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, give out some NHL picks real quick, and we'll wrap up here. Uh, tonight we got a little four-game slate is what I'm seeing here online. Um Got the San Jose Sharks traveling to Winnipeg. Winnipeg is a dollar forty-five favorite. Uh, I'm all over Winnipeg tonight at a dollar forty-five, especially with Halibuts and goal. Um, Sharks just really are not a great uh, hockey team. Uh, we got the Columbus Blue Jackets at minus one forty-five on a back-to-back. -back. They played last night in Buffalo, lost in overtime. Um, that was a very, very terrible game by them. They were up two-zero and lost the game in overtime. Uh, blew that lead in the third period. Rangers plus 145. If, uh, I think they're on a back-to-back -back as well. If Gora, um, sorry, if San, if um, if they're Shesterkin is in goal, I believe that's his name. Um, that's who I would probably uh, like to bet on. But if Elvis is in goal for Columbus, it's going to be one of those toss-up games. Uh, maybe look to play uh, under in the first period. 
or under five and a half for the game, tired legs and two good goalies. Um, but keep an eye on who's going to be starting there in goal. You got the Jersey, the New Jersey Devils on the road in Carolina. Carolina's huge favorite, uh, 270 is what I'm seeing right now. Devils also on a back-to-back. Uh, I don't really like too much in this game. If I had to play a side, it would probably play over six and a half goals. Uh, both these teams, you know, can score. And then the last game uh, I'm seeing here on the board, Montreal Canadiens versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. Penguins are a huge favorite at $1.75. Um, I really like in this one uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, but uh, at 175, it's a little too much for me to lay. So I'll probably throw it in a pizza parlay, and uh, maybe if uh, Matt Murray's in goal for the Penguins and and not Carey Price is in the goal for the Canadians, might play this over five and a half as well. But we'll definitely keep an eye out on that, and we'll we'll definitely get into the plays a little later in the day. All right, Devin, um, this was a fun show. I really appreciate it, and. Um, We'll be back. We'll do a weekend episode as well. I don't know if you'll be joining me or not, if you're available, but we're going to try and uh, do a little extra podcast tomorrow with another guest as well. We'll have a couple guests on this week. And um, yeah, man, any final parting words for the hoop ballers out there? Uh, you know, just uh, want to share more appreciation. The page hit 700 followers this week, so that's a huge milestone for us. It was nice. really uh, – heartwarming and uh, eye-opening. We love the support and the questions that we're getting from everybody. So again, just wanted to say thank you. Yeah, guys, love the interaction. Keep it up. And uh, any other questions you have, please let us know. DM or uh, tag us in a post. I'm at Iris Silver Magic. Devin is at D-A-L-E-007. We are at Hoop Ball Gaming. We are a Hoop Ball presentation. That's hoop-ball.com. And don't forget, go over to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code today for some extra cash from mybookie when putting in your first deposit. All right, guys, we'll see you back tomorrow. Thanks so much for joining us. As always, we appreciate it. And happy, happy Valentine's Day. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. 
I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.